Yep. Ning. Can they hear me? Yeah, no, they can hear you perfectly. Okay. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, the original Hollaback Girl Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Why is it getting worse? Hey, folks, uh, thanks so much for joining us again, and be sure to share this right now, wherever you're watching it or listening to it. Share, 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 share. I'm going to give up on that. I'm just giving up on that. Uh, Share it um, and share 60% me, 40% Matt um to uh to your uh, loving kind of audience like conversation. of conversation <laughs> god uh so now i gotta change it um the uh uh come and share it uh the last thing that you want is for big tech to win one over on you by not showing this fantastic show to all your closest loved ones also be sure to like us subscribe to us and comment in the comments if you're watching this live uh or even if you're not watching it live and there's a comment function comment now just a comment and uh, again, share, 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 share. Actually, Thank you so much. Especially if you are not watching this live, comment, because that works out best for us in the algorithms. Um, yes. So comment, especially if it's not live. Right. Especially if it's not live. Oh, first and foremost... I would like to thank the fantastic and wonderful people at siestacava.com for the kava that I am drinking on today's episode. And I would like to thank Le Bleu for this. I want to do the thing again where I talk about how much oxygen there is in it, but I'm not going to. For this water, which is a perfect blend of hydrogen and oxygen to make the water. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. The when, intro and outro, is it still doing? Yes. The, um, here we go. Which way do I need to go here? <laughs> I just, when, no, when it, other way. No, the other way, the other way. No, no, the other way. Yeah, there so we go. So there way. we go. That other yeah. way. Now you're still more of the way you just did. The, uh, well, uh, Matt's figuring oh, that yeah. out. This episode, of course, is brought to you by Matt figuring out his uh, camera and the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest-growing waffle-related caucus in this or any other party in the history of the whole world. Go to uh, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the Facebook group, uh, to become a member today. And if you'd like Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus stuff and becoming an official voting member, we have never actually voted, but there you go, uh, go to muddywatersmedia.com store to get your Waffle House stuff. Gravy King, Nug of Knowledge. Uh, Nug of Knowledge is not like your usual CBD supplier because they sell weed. And uh, the uh, part of the proceeds from the sale go to help end the war on drugs. Uh, they also have a compassionate use program where they give out their weed to people who can't afford it, like veterans and people with disabilities. Many people who use their weed say that it does what weed does. And that's really good because that's what happens when you buy weed. So if you want to buy some weed on the internet, nugofknowledge.com. And be sure to use checkout code SPIKE, S-P-I-K-E, for 10% off your weed. Speaking of weed, Joe Soloski for Pennsylvania governor. Joe Soloski is the key to Pennsylvania success. (laughs) And if you want to help Joe in his run to legalize weed and many other things in Pennsylvania... Uh, then go to Joe Soloski, that's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I dot com today. 
and then also, of course, Mud Water, the most appropriately named product that we'll ever sell because it's literally called what our show is. Mud Water. Uh, if you woke up today and said, man, I am sick of coffee. I want to drink masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, turmeric, tur which has curcumin in it. Turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that's literally all I want to drink right now. Well, friends, I have a fantastic bit of news for you. Go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud, and you can buy exactly all that crap all mixed together. It's really good. It's not, it's not terrible. It is, it is not, not terrible. terrible. Speaking of not terrible, Jack Casey, author of, of The Royal Green and Silver Throned. The Royal Green, of course, is about a... a ring that vomits on you and then silver throne is about this this butterfly that is gonna butterfly, kill you nice scape saber scalpel thing with a with a snake around it and it's got lady eyes right and if you think that's amazing uh later on in the summer uh a third book called crowned by gold is coming out that is about how the ring and the butterfly have a baby. I think that he should name it Crowned by Mud. Yes. Because if he ch calls it Crowned by Mud, he will be doing that because of all of the fans that are buying his book right now. So, folks, if you want his next book to be renamed Crowned by Mud, uh, be sure to go to theroyalgreen.com uh, to purchase this, uh, both of these books. And I is he taking pre-orders yet, or is he just letting people know? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, where you might be able to pre-order. <laughs> you may, if mud. you reach out to him, he might take your money even before he gives you anything. Right. So be sure to tune uh, in to that, and then of course, personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you want to sue someone, then hey, great news, Chris Reynolds can do that legally as an attorney uh, in Florida, but only in Florida, but only if you're personally injured. I mean, technically he can sue for any reason, but he's probably only going to want to sue if you have a legitimate reason to do so. I don't want to speak on his behalf, but I doubt he wants to waste his time with your frivolous nonsense. So if you have been legitimately injured personally by another human being or corporation, because those are people too, in Florida, then contact personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, by going to chrisreynoldslaw.com, Matt. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in for this very special episode of the Muddied Waters of Freedom um, and Muddied Waters Media. Uh, today, we have a very special guest on. He is currently... Currently. Currently running Currently. for Congress in uh, Congressional District 1 in New Mexico. Please welcome with me and with Spike for the very first time on the Muddied Waters of Freedom, uh, the one, the only, Mr. Chris Manning. Chris, thanks so much for coming on. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you uh, giving me the invite. 
Absolutely. Now, before we get started, you're running for this congressional district, but uh, you are a libertarian. Tell us a little bit about that. What what everyone has their uh, genesis story as to what uh, made them a libertarian. Was it an aha moment, sort of a gradual evolution over time? What what brought this beautiful man, Chris Manning, in front of us today? Tell us the Chris Manning story. Yeah, it's like starting off every Alcoholics Anonymous anonymous you know meeting. Where yes. You gotta say how you found uh, liberty. Uh, so I, I'm a history nerd. And so early in, in, you know, school and in high school, I took to the George Washington ideal of not joining any parties. And when I could register to vote, I registered as an independent, you know, a declined estate here in New Mexico. Right. Uh, and I was there, uh, and I would, you know, more conservative leaning. I grew up in a traditionally Republican household. So I was a little bit more conservative and then joined the military, spent my time in Afghanistan and came back. And in 2012, or when I left the military, I left a lot to do with the Barack Obama and the assassination of American citizens overseas. Right. And that was really kind of my, my awakening. And I started becoming a lot more I'd say skeptical of the federal government and particularly our forever wars. And in 2016, I decided I wanted to be more involved. You know, as great as the ideal of being an independent is, the truth of the matter is if you want to make change, you have to be part of a party um, or else be a billionaire. And I'm not a billionaire. So yet. I decided to go with the party. Yet. 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 <laughs> Um, so I finally decided I wanted to get involved more in politics. Gary Johnson was running for the, the, you know, presidential nomination that mm -hmm. year being from New Mexico, obviously uh, I had some knowledge of him and I really started investigating the Libertarian party and found that my ideals really aligned with them. And I jumped in feet first and, um, at the, went to the state convention and I've been an active member within the Libertarian Party since. I ran for Congress in 18 and up in, in CD3. So this is my second attempt at it. And hopefully it goes a little bit better. Um, have a little bit of understanding of the process now. So that was kind of my, my conversion to the Libertarian Party. And I, I'm loving it. So it's a good time. So so real quick uh, about your uh, 2018 race, you said that you hoped uh, this one goes a little bit better. What happened in 2018? Um, actually, it wasn't bad considering the fact that I had zero dollars. Um, yes. You know, I half of I, the money you spent came out of my own pocket, which understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah. So I make less than, you know, at that time I was making less than $60,000 a year. So I don't have a lot of my own money to throw in. But I actually did okay. I finished at over 5%, and that was without hardly any earned media. Um, we didn't have a debate. So there was hardly anything. It was just me going to doors and knocking on doors myself and handing out yard signs. And that was the basis of, of my campaign. So That's what got you 5%? Yeah, I was like, I had the second highest uh, vote total of anyone running at the federal level. Right. Um, behind one other person in like Nebraska who got me by a couple tenths of a percent. So, and you got that so, by just knocking on doors. I knocked on doors. I had, I had yard signs. 
and basically I would make a Facebook post because I didn't have a staff. There was no right. media marketing, nothing of that. It's I made this post and I spent a couple extra dollars to send it out through Facebook. And that was the entirety of my campaign. Wow. So do you think that the reason that maybe that you got to the 5% was because Gary Johnson was from New Mexico and more people had probably heard of libertarianism. So they already had like some sort of understanding of the ideals. Yeah. I think in New Mexico, you, it's honestly one of the most ripe States in the nation for libertarians, you know? Um, and, and that does has a lot to do with Gary Johnson, but also we've done a, a fairly decent job since then of being active in right. The elections were putting up more and more candidates each, ele each election. Um, so that was good. But I mean, I, you know, it was two years after the Johnson election. So there would have been some fall off. But yeah, I, almost everyone who right. ran got more than 5% in New Mexico. Wow. That is pretty in that's, impressive. Yeah, that's and, really impressive. And it goes that's to really show, impressive. you know, coming around the next time, you're going to be able to uh, you're going to be able to, you know, have an actual budget and uh, and spend more money and, and be able to do some actual marketing and things like that. You're definitely going to you. You sounds like you're probably going to break into double digits at that rate. Uh, hopefully, I mean, I've had far more uh, earned media. I've had more than 30 articles and um, I was invited to two out of the three uh, televised debates. Um, so two out of the three stations that ran it a bit, eight invited me in. Um, so it's gone well. Uh, I, I would That's have to awesome. say my name recognition is going to be far higher than it was then. And I'm getting a lot more. I have, I actually have some staff. I have some volunteers. I have somebody doing my, my media marketing. Um, I have actual people in place. We're getting a lot more volunteers to go knock doors. So there's a lot more infrastructure in this special election, which is, you know, eight weeks long than what I had in the entirety of my year long campaign. Uh, and you're going to be in those debates, which is going to be absolutely huge. Now, what are some of the things that you're running on? What are your main things that you're, you're putting out there as your as your campaign message? So my biggest area has been uh, health health insurance reform. And it's not something that's a, a typical, I'd say, typical libertarian platform. Mm. Um, but I've made, I've spent the last couple of years really trying to craft a reform to our health insurance system that I don't, that I say is unique to, uh, to politics today. And a lot of people have responded to it. Um, obviously I'm a very big advocate of ending all of our, our federal wars, um, and the debates I'm, you know, I'm talking about the decriminalization of all drugs. And it's amazing to see how many people, when I talk about, you know, Portugal's success story, they kind of stop and go, huh? And then, of course, uh, immigration and asylum reform. So those have been for the main tenants. And then I also talk a lot about education because that's a, a New Mexico issue with us being one of the, I'd say, the poorest um, public education uh, states in the nation. So that's kind of a, a more local issue, but it's also something I've hit a lot. That is awesome, man. That's awesome. And yeah. yeah, I've I've noticed the same thing when I've talked about um, ending the war on drugs uh, on, you know, in, in any kind of platform, national platform, podcasting or whatever outside of libertarian circles. The immediate response is often, yeah, but what are you going to do about all the people doing drugs? And I'm like, 
well, that's happening now. And uh, all the cartels, all, all the things that you're worried are going to happen if we make drugs legal that, or, or even decriminalize them uh, are happening right now as we speak. And uh, so that clearly hasn't worked. And we can look at other countries, and Portugal's the best example, where they had a terrible crisis, even worse per yeah. capita than ours was. They decriminalized, and now they have some of the lowest rates of addiction and overdose in Europe. Um, so, yeah, that's exactly how it's going to work when we when we do that. And it's going to be even more uh, extreme when we do it because the main buyer of drugs on the planet w without any competition is the United States and to a lesser extent Canada. So that North American market and it's being supplied by these cartels that would be destroyed uh, if we were no longer uh, having them as the main source of, of the drugs that people are buying here. Yeah, and obviously being a border state in New Mexico, we get the immigration question a lot. And yeah. so when I come at them with the solution, I say, okay, well, what's the driver of both people and drugs across the border? One, yep. our asylum process requires you to be at the border or a port of entry in order to apply for asylum. So my solution, I always tell people is, okay, so why don't we just say you can apply for asylum in your home country? Now you've eliminated that driver to the increase of legal immigration. And I, it was surprising to me when you go, okay, look, this is how many people we have coming, wanting to come to this country right now, and this is how many we actually let in. And even those who are, I'd say, anti-immigrant and, and more of a right-leaning basis, and you say, right, right. Well, what if we allowed them to come through the process legally and we increase it? And now what happens? Okay, now another driver of border illegal crossings is reduced right what do you have you have exactly what you want less yeah. people coming across the border and you have more law and order right you've got organized immigration which is really what people want when, when well, you really sit down and talk to people that's really what they want and it's gotten rid of the whole purpose of the cartels if there's now a legal process that these yeah. folks can come here if it's not just I mean, the legal process for most of these people that are coming from Central and South America is, no, you are not eligible under any of our criteria. You don't have the money to do it. You don't have anyone sponsoring you for skilled labor. And you don't have any immediate, uh, you know, once once removed relatives or, or without removed relatives uh, that are sponsoring you. So, no. There is no process. Um, you just can't come here. Uh, and if you want to seek asylum, you got to come to the border and we're going to put you in a camp while we figure out what to do with you. That's everything that everyone doesn't want. Well, Democrats yeah. are OK with it now that Joe Biden's president because no one's telling him it's still happening. <laughs> but everyone yeah. else and especially people in New Mexico where they're seeing it firsthand and are and are experiencing the the side effects of so many of the people coming illegally through uh, coyotes and, and how that's empowering smuggling of other things like, uh, you know, drugs and, and, uh, and you know, and also uh, leading to all the corruption that comes from all the smuggling that's happening and paying off officers and Border Patrol agents and politicians and everything else. Oh, yeah. Like New Mexico is at the front line of that. So, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's fantastic what you're running on. So, and it's amazing. And I also, I, when I make that argument, I talk about, well, also, if we do these these changes to policy, what happens to the money that is being funneled through all this human smuggling across Mexico? Well, now we've just turned off a lot of their, their cash spigot, right? And then also when you decriminalize yep. the drugs, you just eliminate the black market. Where are they going to get their billions of dollars? And, exactly. and there you go. And that's going to be far more effective 
than ever sending you know the DEA and ATF down to Mexico to try and take on the cartels who have their own armies. Yeah, no, that's right? you, no, you've absolutely. nailed it. You've nailed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, no, go ahead, Matt. So, uh, when, this is a special election, right? It is. Okay, so when 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 is the actual election date for this one? So the election is June first, and okay. early voting has already started for us. Okay, so June first, right. early voting's already started. I know that there are people here that are watching this and will be watching this and listening to it over the next few days that want to know how they can help you. Uh, this is something that people got to jump on immediately because this is uh, less than a month away. Yeah. Early voting's already started. It's uh, about three weeks away. Uh, how can people help you? How can they reach out to you? How can they get in touch with you to be able to help you in this uh, in this run for Congress? And so the best way is to go to our website, and that is manning4nm.com. And that's the number four and join the rebellion. So we had our first debate on May the 4th. So I decided to have a little bit of fun and we kind of switched the campaign around and we went with the Star Wars theme um, and we kind of just running with it. So join the rebellion, defeat the, the two empire candidates and, you know, be part of history. And who doesn't want to be part of history and, and overthrow the, you know, the evil empire? Yeah, Absolutely. I often like there 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 is a meme out there, and everybody's saying like in Star Wars, everybody's rooting for the rebellion, but in real life, they're rooting for the Empire, and <laughs> and that is exceptionally accurate uh, because it just seems like no matter what, people are like rooting for the you know Republicans or Democrats, not realizing they're two sides of the same Empire coin, and one's like Palpatine and the other's Vader. Like you're not really rooting for anybody good in this scenario. So if you want to join the rebellion, I always say vote for the libertarian, but you know, vote third party. Cause that's where the rebellion is. Yeah. That is where the rebellion is. If you vote for the lesser candidates, that's the things that are going to overthrow the empire that you are saying you're against. Yeah. I like that. We're yeah. going to call them lesser candidates now because the whole <laughs> thing is, Oh, I'm voting for a lesser evil. Okay, fine. Then vote for the lesser candidate who's also evil, or you could vote for us. So uh, before we let you go, Chris, uh, any final message you want to give to folks? Uh, obviously, the Manning4NM.com uh, to reach out to you or uh, Manning on Twitter, Manning4USCong, C-O-N-G. Yeah. Uh, but any final message you want to give uh, while you're here? You know, um, I just want to tell people, if you are liberty curious, you need to come in and join the Libertarian Party and come check us out. Um, and I've run the campaign, and, and this is something that I've made a conscious effort to do is make it a positive, um, good campaign. And so I have been getting emails because you can actually contact me through the, the website. I have a contact the candidate button, and you can send me an email. And I have read every single email uh, that I have received so far, and it kind of helps keep me grounded. But I'm getting emails from lifelong Democrats, lifelong Republicans who are just like, hey, I saw your debate or I've w read your your website and I like what you have to say. And it is amazing to see how many people from all political spectrums are, are starting to wake up. And we had, like I said, I have staffer, a staffer on the New Mexico GOP. I won't reveal his name. I promised to, to give him anonymity. But basically he's giving me input onto how many members of the GOP and and the Democrat party that he works with at, at the state house who are secretly going to vote for me. 
So what I need people to stop being making it a secret and just come out and say that you're going to vote for me and, and help us out because we have a legitimate shot here in New Mexico. Uh, it's a special election. You never know what's going to happen. Um, pull that lever. See what happens. You'll be amazed at the difference in Congress when you elect somebody who isn't part of the Republican and Democratic Party. I like it. Don't be a like shy it. Chris voter. Be an out in everyone's <laughs> face Chris voter. Out of the closet. Out of the closet. Show your liberty flag. Be an uncloseted out Chris voter, even if you're only right. liberty curious. <laughs> Chris, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much. You guys have a great night. You too. Thank you. So that's awesome. Yeah, I five uh, percent, and he didn't have. He had a budget of. Uh, he had a budget of nothing and uh and he's knocking on doors and and getting fired i love it i love it that's the kind of stuff i like to hear by the way anyone who's considering running for office as a libertarian knock on doors knock on doors knock on doors knock on doors the most amazing uh the most amazing way to uh get your name out there is going door to door who is it it's liberty knock on doors Knock on doors. So, folks, we're going to have a brief intermission while Matt and I switch over from Skype because we hate it. We hate Skype so much. So oh, my much. God. We hate Skype. Ah, hate Skype. Hate Skype. We hate it. So we're going to switch to Zoom, which is a, so much better. But we have to use Skype because it's the only way that we're able to have another guest and do all our stuff with the video. And I, mm, I wish Zoom would let us do that with them. I hate Skype so much. So we'll be right back. Different things up, but we haven't done it yet. But one day we will, and we will. One have day, Skype is done. Out of our lives forever. Just out. Well, not for me. I I have to use Skype for Kennedy, and I wish they wouldn't because I hate Skype. Um, hate hang it. on. Let me pick up that name you just dropped. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Well, and also, also on RT when they have me on RT, but whatever. That's not really a name. Just letters. Uh, so, folks, we will be right back. Uh, and here is a brief intermission. We walked up into the field. We crawled up out of the ocean. Vast machines with crudded up gear. Minus 10, 9, Volcanic eight, granite seven, buzzing six, with me. 5, we have to go for to start. 2, into the 1. Field. We gathered around and around and around Some places are graves that just haven't been dug Some places are churches that haven't been found We walked up into the field We carried you high on our shoulders Some plots are reserved from the beginning of time some feel a little bit old.
I've tried so hard not to finish this song But here we are Wow That's the first I time you saw that I hadn't actually watched that yet. Yeah, though I hadn't actually watched that yet There's a lot of things happening there Oh, that's not even I mean, that is Man, the, the, the Zoom on Zoom and what what are we on? Zoom? Yeah, <laughs> that's Zoom. why they call the it Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, the Zoom on Zoom is uh, much different than the Zoom on. That's another reason I hate Skype. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many reasons. There's just so, so many, many reasons to hate so Skype. So many different reasons the, to hate the Skype. Only but I'll thing, say- there's one thing that I respect Spike or Skype. Not you. Um, my video quality, mine on yes. Gion is yes. so much better, but yes. everything else sucks. Yep. yep. Everything else sucks. If I could have, if Zoom can do two things real quick, because I know Zoom watches this as an entity. If Zoom could do two <laughs> things, give us the same audio or video that we're getting from Skype and also let us have where we can bring in different NDI feeds. That's what it's called uh, from different videos for, for our show, then you'll be the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And we will never have to use Zoom, uh, Skype again. Um, so that's up to you. That's up to you. And for everybody who uh, is saying that they liked that video, thank you. I spent all weekend on that. Um, but also the song is I don't remember what the song's called, but the band is the Narcissist Cookbook. Uh, I was going to say that's Narcissist Cookbook, right? Yeah. And the album that's on is uh, called Him, like H-Y-M-N. And that album is so incredibly uh, heart-wrenchingly good. Uh, I have never lost a parent. I mean, I have in like a store, but found them. But I've never like lost a parent, and uh, they that entire album is about like his dad's death, and even it get it it spoke to me on a soul level. And if you like what you heard from him at the beginning of my show and in that song, uh, check out that album. Yeah, check that's. I mean, that's a pretty a really good song, and uh, that intermission was pretty badass. And I did see the Waffle House. Did you notice what it said when the Waffle House thing came up? No, I didn't see that part. So when what he is saying at the moment that Waffle House is on screen is churches that haven't been discovered. Wow. Which is what Waffle House is. It's a church it's, with eggs. It's a church and waffles. Right. It's a church that hasn't been discovered yet. That's beautiful. Uh, That's right. way more beautiful for this show. Uh, but I'll tell you what is also beautiful and possibly too much for this show. And that is the black, cold-brewed, <laughs> caffeinated, rapid-fire segment brought to you by Black Cold-Brewed Organic Coffee, the most delicious cold-brewed organic coffee to ever be horrifically misspelled. Uh, if you want to buy some black BLVCK, because what the hell, who cares? Uh, anymore, anything can be spelled however you want. Nothing matters. Uh, if you go to blackbrewsblvckbrews.com, you can get the most delicious coffee that's ever not been hot. If In case you don't want to go straight to the mud water, uh, you can... <laughs> You can do a, a, a intermissionary step, intermittent step between hot coffee and mud water and do cold misspelled coffee. And so go to blackbrewsblvckbrews.com and use code MW to get free shipping. Matt? Yes. 
So, uh, <laughs> that is... Oh, and Matt, I'm going to go ahead and let you know, uh, you're going to not hear the audio from the videos for the first couple seconds. Oh, okay. So that you that don't go, sense. what's going on? Why is the... Why, they can hear why it. Why does this not work? Why on is this happening? But they can hear it. And then a couple seconds later, you'll be able to hear it. So I'm just putting that out there now. Um, thank you for that tip, Jacob. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm not changing it, though. Um, but um, so Bill Gates, he's uh, he's going through some stuff right now. Uh, he's going through a thing. Yeah, he's going through a thing. And while we're not going to really touch on the divorce because I don't care, um, even a little bit, uh, he has a biography that's coming out. And the biographer has stated that old Bill, back in his 1990s heyday, uh, was a bit of a man whore. that's not his term. That's my term. Wow. Um, it was a bit of a man whore who liked to, this is his words, visit one of Seattle's all nude nightclubs and hire dancers to come to his home and swim naked with his friends in his indoor pool. So Bill Gates enjoyed throwing naked parties with him and the rest of that Microsoft team. And that's a sight. Can you imagine naked Bill Gates dancing with strippers along with his Microsoft team? Imagine this, but with no clothes. And you guys get this joyful experience because that was the first thing I thought of. The moment that I read that article. I mean, that that was them. That was literally the people that would have been dancing was, with the strippers. That would have been the people. So just add some strippers in there, and now you got a real thing going. Now you got antique. That was this be was this before he was married to Melinda? Yeah. That this was happening. Right, because he's been married to Melinda for twenty five years. So this yeah. would have been like right before all of that was going on. Um, so then, what's the problem? The guy's a billionaire. He oh, would have yeah. been what in his in his like thirties, late thirties, or like he'd like our age right now, and he's a billionaire and single, and people are going to get upset that he hired strippers with what was no, the I, equivalent of pocket change to him. Not not even, well, at least for me, not even a little upset. I was upset that I had the mental image that I had to share it with everybody. Yes, this is what I'm angry about. I'm angry that he did this. Do you know what song they're actually dancing to in this video? No. Uh, oh, God, the Rolling Stones. Uh, turn it, light it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can tell. It's so, no, you can't. <laughs> not, not if the music is playing with it. It is so bad. That's... Uh... I hope the strippers got paid well. So speaking, Jay Adam Weggs asked for somebody to make a deep fake of Bill Gates and the strippers naked dancing. I will give you the five bucks that uh, Adam just gave us if you make that. I'm not going to make that. No, I'm not making that. I'm not making that. So one of of y'all can make. Completely off topic. Apparently, uh, superfan Sarah Anderegg decided to go for a little walk and uh, take 
the dog mm-hmm. with her, you know, on a yes. on a walkie, as one does. And she just had to kick a coyote in the face because it tried to take the dog. A coyote? Yeah, we have them all over here. In t- in the Tampa Bay area? Oh yeah, big time. That's something I learned new today. <laughs> I would have never guessed that coyotes would be big. Well, yeah, I'm glad that both Sarah. Sarah's a very hardy Jew. The, <laughs> I mean, we. That is not you know, a term I would use to call her ever. I, I mean, I will. You know, she's kicking an- wild animals and she's, you know, felling cows. This is an incredible person. She this uh, is she's very, like a super. She's a Jew. Basically like a like a like an agricultural Semitic superhero. Jupiter, yeah. A Jupiter hero. A Jupiter hero. Wonder Farm Jew. <laughs> I hope she doesn't see this. Um because I'm pretty she sure probably, she could actually physically harm me. Um, so speaking of um, <laughs> Jews and farms, after the abysmal job number <laughs> in the April jobs report, uh, Biden has now kind of changed his, his tone a little bit and said, we're going to make it clear to anyone collecting unemployment who is offered a suitable job that they must take the job or lose their unemployment benefits. Which... I feel like either way, you're losing your unemployment benefits. Oh. If you take the job, you're and losing And lose your, un- your unemployment benefits. So take the job. Like, you have to take a job now. Okay. And he's going to do this by... So it's Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. So he is going to be uh, expanding the state's reemployment services and beginning to distribute $350 billion in aid to uh, state and local governments as part of the $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief law passed earlier this year, which right. makes me wonder, why wasn't it already dispersed? Yeah. Uh, but when faced with the opportunity to end... So earlier this week, the Republicans said, hey, let's end this $300 a week so people will go back to work because that's the reason people are staying home. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came out and he said, that's unfounded. There is no proof that the reason people are staying home is because they uh, is because they're getting paid $300 a week from the federal government, plus whatever they're getting in their state unemployment. There is no evidence of this. People, Americans want to work. And they just need better jobs. Mm. There's no founding that there's it's unfounded to think that there are Americans who are choosing to stay home because they're making more money staying home than by working. And it keeps getting extended. So why would they work when they can stay home, especially when they're still in a pandemic and especially there are still a large number of Americans who think that if you get COVID, you are almost certain to end up in a hospital with it. I wonder why they stay home and make more money and in their minds be far less likely to go to the hospital. Why on earth would that happen? That wouldn't happen. So let's I I want us to take a step back here. And I actually tweeted about this yesterday. 
you got Republicans and Democrats arguing over this, over if people, you know, uh, if, if people are lazy or if it's that they're staying home because they're making more money or if that's a good way to restart the economy or if it's a good way to waste money and drive up the cost of things and reduce the availability of things because people have to work to make things, which is part of why there's a shortage of things all of a sudden. Well, not the oil, but we'll be talking about that later. But th- that's right. why, you know, uh, when when uh, um, when Ben Shapiro went into Home Depot, he could only afford one board of wood. It's because it's gotten so expensive. And part of why it's gotten so expensive is so many people that are working or were working aren't working because, yeah. again, why would they work? Now, what's getting lost in all of this, in this attempt by many in media to either uh, demonize the employee employers uh, or demonize the workers is to recognize that it's neither of their fault. The reality is the vast majority of people are wage slaves because their money has been robbed of 98% of its value for the past over the past several generations. I said this many times on the campaign trail. I still routinely say it. Imagine if your money was worth 50 times what it is right now. Imagine if your parents' money and their parents' money had been worth 50 times what it is right now. Imagine how much more you could buy with the money that you have. Imagine how much more you could invest because you're not having to spend every penny that you have on just the things that you need so that you can actually compound that into even more money. Imagine how you could buy houses, how you could buy real estate, how you could buy investments, how you could buy things that gain in value over time so that you're not having to be reliant on others for your housing. Imagine if your parents and their parents and their parents had had that kind of money to walk around with and been able to build up a financial legacy so that you're in in an even better financial situation right now than you would have been starting with without it imagine how many more people would be better off i don't even want to look at the comments imagine how many better people would be better off if the federal reserve didn't exist and if all of the bad policies from government that led to the complete obliteration of the value of the currency that they make you use hadn't been happened if we didn't have this monopoly money system that we have right now and until we talk about that the actual reason why more and more people can't afford to get by then we're never going to get anywhere if we're continuing to do this scapegoat routine between employers and employees the employers who are just trying to keep their margins and be able to compete with other companies including companies in other countries and the employees who are just trying to freaking pay their bills if we stop demonizing them and stop letting them you know be the pick which side you're on and recognize that they're both on the side that got screwed by this system of central banking then we can actually get somewhere what do these comments say let me look at this uh jack casey said imagine how many uh fantasy novels you could buy um yes jack yes. casey Here's in a- the comments the author of um the 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 royal green and the other one uh that one silver, silver throned and then and and, and then crowned the crown, by gold coming soon crown crowned by mud crowned by mud sorry guys if you buy and i'm gonna say it right now if y'all buy a thousand copies of this book jack casey is gonna change it to crowned by mud i don't know if that's true I don't know if that's true, I mean, but you know, I'm I have many a conversation 
with Jack Casey over on mm-hmm. MeWe. And uh, he has not said that wouldn't happen. I actually have a crown uh, royal green silver throne with uh, the Muddied Waters logo on it. And uh, I just haven't put it into the show notes files yet. Crown by mud. Summer 2021. That's right. Crowned by mud. In fact, he says uh, if uh, if uh, for a thousand copies, he will strip for Bill Gates. So here is future footage from summer 2021. <laughs> of Bill Gates dancing with Jack Casey. It's a beautiful thing. So uh, something I read earlier today, um, 17 million dollars in 1973. Mm. How much do you think that's worth now? Like fifty grand. No, five hundred. Sorry. Grand. Let me rephrase that. Okay. What would that be equivalent to today? Oh, what would it be equivalent to today? Okay, oh sorry. gosh, I, uh, I, I phrase I phrased that wrong. What, I was going to say be equivalent to today. Uh, what would that be equivalent to today? Gosh, a uh, hundred million. 50 million man you nailed it 100 million 100 million yeah I was, 17 I was... million 1973 that's 48 years ago 100 million today wow that i see this is it's not a problem and... with prices it's a problem with the money yeah, it's the the money is the problem. And people go, oh, but, you know, uh, how do they make us use the money? Well, they make you use the money because in order to pay your taxes that they say that you owe them, you have to pay them in U.S. dollars. Well, right. they don't care how you got paid. You have to pay your taxes, not just your income taxes, but your property taxes. You have to collect the sales taxes. You have to uh, any kind of um, uh, any tariffs, any kind of taxes that are paid to the government, any kind of fees, taxes, licensing, anything else have to be paid in U.S. dollars. That is the law at the federal, state and local level. It has to be paid in U.S. dollars, which means that you either have to do the transaction in U.S. dollars or you have to convert it into U.S dollars, which is not very efficient. If you've done everything by barter, and then you have to report that, and now you have to figure out a way to sell off some of the stuff that you bartered for and convert it to US dollars, you're getting screwed over there. And you're still being affected by the inflation, because they're telling you that you have to use this currency in order to be able to weigh against the, the value of the things that you're trading, right? And, every, and most everyone else is still doing it. So you just do it too. If the U.S. government, you know, one of the ways that people have said, how could you end the Fed? There are, there are many ways that a, a president could end the Fed. Um, one is to uh, is to simply stop uh, to order the U.S. Treasury to put to stop making deposits into the Federal Reserve, which is what uh, President Jackson did with the second bank of the U.S. Uh, and caused it to crash instantly. But another thing is uh, the president could just order the IRS to accept other forms of payment. You did that, it would take a little bit longer. But if you did that within a generation, the Federal Reserve would crumble on its own because people would say, wait, I don't have to use U.S. dollars. And it's not going to be an instant thing. Everyone goes outside, I'm using Dogecoin to buy cookies. It's going to be like a long-term thing, but it's going to start with the major companies going, wait a second, we can use Bitcoin? We can do all of our transactions, all of our financial transactions in Ethereum and 
Dogecoin and whatever. It's, uh, you know, that that would eventually lead to, I, I hate that. And I'm up, I'm up like 200% with it, but God, guys, it's a meme. It's a meme. It's a meme. It's a meme it's a being meme. pushed by Elon. So it's very gonna... well. It very well too. I hope he's sitting on a lot. I hope he is pumping it because my goodness, is he is he pushing that stuff? He's what he's gonna like fund an entire thing with Dogecoin, like going sending something to the moon with Dogecoin yeah, or says something. He's and send them. I just good on him. Like I, I mean, not for his SNL thing, but uh good on him for you know all the other stuff that he's able to do. That SNL if, appearance if, was terrible. If he is able to, well, I mean, all they had was a Dogecoin joke. If he was going to, uh, it, the fact that he can, with a couple of tweets, can take a coin that the developers of it said it was a joke, joke, and turn it into the fourth largest cryptocurrency by market cap, and have it instantly become have a higher market cap than like. 150 of the fortune 200 come that's that is incredible that is just wow that's power and to use it for that <laughs> that's just huh speaking of misuse of power on sunday dr anthony fauci uh said that masks decrease respiratory diseases uh, and that that's what led to our non-existent flu season last year Matt? Yeah, so it's a quick sidebar. If anybody out there has seen the new show on, I think it's on Fox. It's got to be on Fox. There's no other channel that would pick this up called Let's Be Real. Um, I don't know who does the impressions on that show, but that Fauci impression is on point like i'm going to watch that show to learn how to do a fauci impression um you're it's from it, the, it is on fox you you nailed that yeah yeah uh it's it's a bunch of puppets um it's a bunch of puppets and the person whoever is doing the impressions is spot on um but they had fauci on there as baby yoda and god that was funny He's like, are you gonna save me you got to wash your hands first. Don't touch me. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, they had Andrew Cuomo on there talking about social distancing in New York. And he's like, you need to stay six feet away from me. So, anyway, uh, so, yeah, what Fauci said. Uh, Masks were the reason it wasn't a <laughs> Fauci. Uh, and, uh, it's me, Anthony Fauci. <laughs> It's a um but uh if we take a look at this chart with the world health organization data uh we can see that the number of flu cases that were being reported were at the highest when they were saying don't buy masks masks don't mm -hmm. work uh, no specific evidence to suggest wearing of masks has any potential benefit. And then when it was pretty much gone was when Fauci recommended wearing face coverings for uh, COVID. And then uh, a year or so later, he's saying wearing masks made flu non-existent. And again, this comes from the WHO. 
so. And keep uh, in mind, this is actually more extreme than this because any effect that mask wearing would have or lockdowns would have or anything else would have in theory, you actually, it takes two weeks, at least two to three weeks to see that uh, and up to 20 days to see the results because the incubation period of COVID is up to two weeks. So you would, if this were the case, then all these things that you're seeing is, you know, stop buying masks, masks don't work, no specific evidence to suggest. And that would be as it was peaking, that would be going up the peak. And then you would see, you know, at the peak, they recommend face coverings. And then maybe it peaks a little bit higher than that, uh, and then starts to go down. This is the exact opposite of that. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know if you uh, saw Rand Paul and Fauci get into it today or yesterday. I didn't. Yeah, they they went back and forth. Um, and while Rand Paul is not a libertarian, um, and this is a man that I've had in my car multiple times, by the way. Yes, no, uh, I know. Yes. He, uh, he's not a libertarian. Oh, and, but I'm name dropping. Brand yeah. Paul, who incidentally I've had in my car many times, and he liked my <laughs> shoes. No, that, that was Thomas Massey. Oh. Uh, you brought it up. That's not name dropping. No, that's <laughs> true. No, I brought that that's, up. That's correcting. That is, you were uh, just correcting me, yeah. Um. When and he's a bit intolerable when he speaks, but when he is arguing with Anthony Fauci, I find him to be like soothing. <laughs> I really do. Like they'll go back and forth, and I'm like, man. Normally, I kind of can see why people. Oh, that would have not been a good. I can see why people don't like Rand Paul. Yes, let's say um, that. Yeah, let's say it that way, Matt. I can I can see that, um, and I was like I can I can see why people don't like Rand Paul. But when he's arguing with Anthony Fauci, I'm like, man, Fauci is really the one with the punchable face. Um, wow, and kidneys. So, folks, <laughs> folks. It's time, of course, now. I haven't listened to any of these. It's time, of course, now. That's good. That's going to just coming off of that. That's perfect. Uh, it's yeah. time now for the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, where you can go to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters right now, actually, or anytime that you want to, and you can leave us questions uh, for us to play right here on the thing that I just said on the uh, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, con, uh, anchor call-in line, uh, attorney at law, whatever. Um, and you can leave us messages and we will play them right here during the segment every week or sometimes because it's been a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> and uh, also you can uh, donate money to us right there at the same location. There's a, uh, a uh, thing to fill out um, to donate money. And uh, you do not have to donate money for us to ask your answer your questions, uh, but we will like you more. And in fact, we're going to go ahead and read off the names of our 
uh, sponsors here. Um, we've got uh, Justin Mickelson, Zachary Martin, Tim Poland, Joshua McCose, Selena Stewart, Kenneth Ebel, Sean Sparkman, James E. Lee, um, Dan Faust, Jennifer Morrison, Jack Casey, Jeff DePoy, Andrea O'Donnell, Christopher Reynolds, Kenneth Ebel again, Meg Jones, and Billy Pierce for Texas. Thank you guys so much for your support of Muddy Waters. It is your support that allows us to do this with our, our significant others yelling at us about we don't how we don't make any money. That's, <laughs> That's fair, they do. Um, <laughs> you, you, you're, absolutely you're, fair. I don't know why you're, you're dating doing. a farm Jew. I'm dating a farm Jew who wants many acres one day. And I'm like, baby, you see how much money is in the Anchor.fm account. Uh, um, Jewish farmland. Help Matt start the kibbutz farm of Sarah's dreams by becoming a member of the Mudded Club. Today, <laughs> we're going to name that something else. Um, <laughs> the Mud Club. Uh, so here is here here are the uh, the club. I, was, I thought you were making a uh, terrible Stephen Crowder pun because he has mug club. No. Yeah, nope. I was like... <laughs> Just the mud club. Yeah. So, folks, uh, here is our first question from the amazing, I believe, Josh McCose. Hey, Matt and Spike. I just wanted to ask Spike, um, it's Josh McCose here, if you... Um, had eaten all the salmon that I gave you yet, or oh yeah, are oh, you yes. like rationing yourself? <laughs> yep, nope, nope. Like because it's so good, no. so that you don't eat it all in nope. like a week. Nope, most of it was gone before we even left Alaska, Josh. Um, well, I, so I ate what you cooked like immediately. I ate almost all of it in front of the poor man. And then I had a little bit left because I didn't want to seem like an absolute pig because he made a freaking like giant slab. It's like a pound of salmon. And I'm like, oh, I could eat a little bit before we do this thing that he it was what like the evening event that that night. And oh, look, just a little bit here. And I just ate like almost all of it. And I'm like, I'll save a little bit for later. I don't want to get myself too stuffed. And then I went home back to the hotel room from the event like that immediately. Then the uh, smoked salmon. 100% did not make it out of Alaska. I ate that, I think, the following day, um, along with most of the other smoked salmon that I was given. Because as I have said, I am best described as a salmon addict. It's not just food. I am actually having an unhealthy amount of eating with it. And I also obsess about it and have both physical and emotional withdrawals when I don't have any. So, so just so everybody knows, salmon is to spike as crack is to Hunter Biden. Wow. That's accurate. Well, as crack <laughs> is to most people, clearly, uh, actually. Yeah. There will yeah, one day they'll find a laptop and it's just photos of me eating salmon naked. In, um, in a bathtub. And in a bathtub. <laughs> so I can't wait. Um, so then, but then, but then Joshua also got me a, a few, I don't know, slabs, fillets, sides, whatever, of salmon uh to take home that were frozen that did get home because i didn't have an oven uh at the hotel or else i would have eaten that there too uh we got like 30 pounds grab a lighter just, just yeah 
just need a little bit and um cook it right there. yeah basically yeah shove it put it put it on a little spoon um and so i uh i might try that actually but next time i'm in a hotel (laughs) but um that might work that might work anyway so we brought home like 30 some odd pounds we we measured we weighed it it was like over 30 pounds of raw salmon that people gave us uh frozen salmon and all of them had fished it themselves it's just, i love alaska anyway so we actually had to empty one of our suitcases and put all the stuff from that luggage into the other bags so that we could shove it all in there with ice packs and it, it made it home uh frozen uh, i have now eaten all of that that's all gone now that was in march right yep nope april it was less than a month ago was it in April? I thought it was in March. Uh, April seventeenth. That's, that's two months. Like nope, it was to... less than a month, and it, it's been a few days. I eat pounds of salmon a day. So here's the next one from Brian Cleary. Hey, Spike. Hey, Matt. Just a real quick question I have for you all. Given what we have found out about the Chauvin trial and Maxine Waters' comments that were made yesterday, do you believe that we should hold Maxine Waters to the same standard that we held Donald Trump to with inciting riots and such? I know that it's just words and people have the right to speak their mind and so on. But is it not hypocritical to some degree to put him on trial and throw him into the wolves, basically, over impeachment? And then to kind of just brush it to the side like we have with Maxine Waters. Thank you very much. So it's been a few weeks since we've had a show. Yes. So these are I can actually I can pull up that video of what she said. Yeah, it's still in here. So this is what Maxine Waters says. Let me make sure it still works here. I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that is say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean. Oh no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is this is guilty for murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. This comes from what happens if we do not go get what you just told what should the people do what should protesters on the street do i didn't hear you what happens what should protesters do well we, we got to stay on the street uh and we've got to get more active we've got to get more confrontational we've got to make sure that they they know that we need business so applying the same standard here Many people will look at that and say, well, she didn't flat out say, well, you need to riot and burn things down and you need to threaten people. Anyway. Neither did Trump. Neither did Trump. And Trump actually said, you know, to protest peacefully. He did. Um, he did throw a peacefully in there. There was a lot of other provocative did, stuff, but he did say there peacefully. was, but he did say, but he said he peacefully. Say he, peacefully. He threw it in. He said, when you go, peacefully. when you go to protest, protest peacefully, peacefully. protest peacefully. Um. It's kind of George Bushy, like originally. I was going to say, when you yeah, protest, you protest peacefully. Protest. People say to it. protest, not peacefully, it. I'm not going to do it. Read my lips, no new taxes, thousand points of light. Thousand points uh, of light. 
So uh, yeah, I mean, by the same yeah. standards, yeah. By the same standards, yes. Yeah. She should she should be prosecuted. There's going to be a, now, like I think yeah. that there's going to be a whole different set of issues with you had the juror uh, uh, number I don't know uh, who was photographed at uh, BLM uh, protests wearing BLM shirts and hats and like that said you know get your knee off my neck like things like that are going to cause a mistrial just as much as the Maxine Waters very potentially uh, yeah yeah and you are going to have or at least have an appeal on it not a mistrial it's not a mistrial right? yeah they're not going to do a mistrial and 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 right. you're going to get he, the appeal he, though he will get his appeal just there's enough stuff on there to to entertain an appeal more than likely i would be surprised if they didn't i don't think he's going to be found not guilty because the evidence was there i mean we had matt hicks on to talk about that like they they don't have any viable evidence of why you would vote not guilty they, they don't have anything. They had, right. well, he used drugs. Okay, get your knee off his neck. Uh, well, he, uh, you know, um, he had previously been resisting. Okay, he's not now. He didn't, and I, I had Seth Stoughton, who was the uh, one of the um, expert witnesses in that trial. Uh, Derek Chauvin continued to keep his knee on, uh, on um, George Floyd's neck for roughly two minutes after he was told that there was no pulse. People without pulses can't resist much less, you know, cause you any physical harm. Um, right. So there was no reason to continue this. Uh, but could it lead to a, a, an appeal just because of some of the, the, you know, also this is what happens when you have the trial right there. There was no way to move that. And yes, there's going to be people with opinions on this everywhere, but right, right there. Like, so I understood what the judges, I kind of understood the judge's point when they talked about moving the trial. And he said, because you have to have it in Minnesota. It had to be in yep. the state. Yep, yep. Um, and he said, it doesn't matter where you go. This is going to be, like, and I, I don't know if he used the word tainted, but he said your jury, like, I think he said, like, your ju jury pool is going to be tainted anywhere you go. It doesn't matter. Everybody has an opinion on this already. That's true. That is true. But man, right there. Like oh. right in Minneapolis, I, I get it. I get it. I and I, there's also I the infrastructure so. of where do you have that trial with all the security needs and everything else. And Minneapolis might be the only place in the state that can even do that. So, I, I, yeah. And the other issue, the other issue that he may have been thinking of, like let's say they went to to Duluth, Minnesota. I don't know if that's a real city in Minnesota. I believe you. I, I believe you just came up with a real city in Minnesota. Okay, so let's say they went to. I hope. Yeah, it's in not fact, anywhere. we were spo we were originally going to do an event in Duluth, but we ended up not being able to do it. So yes, hmm. Duluth, Minnesota is a real place. Is it near Minnesota, Minneapolis? I believe it's a couple hours away from it. It's it's okay. it's further north of it. Yeah, okay. good enough. That's actually perfect. Um, like if he, if it went to Duluth and the jury up there voted not guilty, the city of Minneapolis would have burned. Yeah. And they would have said, you didn't have the trial here. Why didn't you have the trial here? Yeah, so you're, it's, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of thing. But I think honestly, just, you know, what Maxine Waters said is enough to possibly. Uh, the, the judge said, you just guys, you guys just got yourself a, a, an appeal. Between, between Maxine Waters, between Joe Biden, between the juror, you definitely have an appeal. I don't yep. know if it changes the outcome. 
I could see it. I, I could see it changing the outcome just because always thinking that what uh, big get Shane Sweeney uh, posted something right before uh, that trial ended. And he said, yeah, we always think that we have uh, that moment where the cops are going to get uh, repercussions for the actions. Right. And how many times have you looked for it? And how many times has it come through? And it's like, never, like it never yeah. happens. Or very, can, very rarely. Yeah. Or yeah, very yeah. rare. Right. Like at least in the trials that we all know about that, that make it to the news, it never happens. Yeah. So yeah. except in this case, now, well, if they and, get, and the set could be the, taken away. It could be taken away just because, like, and I have that. I have that fear that that yeah. will happen. And his sentencing's in oh, in just over a month, and who knows mm -hmm. what's going to happen there. Um, we shall see. So uh, here's Thanks, another one, sir. but it's it's written it's time. Sir, if they did that, <laughs> holy crap! Buy stock in kerosene um <laughs> if they gave him time, holy <laughs> crap if they gave him time serve don't there's a don't go outside for 14 days holy hell um this one's the exact same i think this might be a duplicate but let's play it just in case hey spike hey matt just real quick question i have for you all Given what we have found out about the yeah, Chauvin trial. Yeah, 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 that's the same one. Okay. Uh, hey, so then here is what one was, more. What was his name? Brian Clary. Brian, I hope that uh, you have gotten over the COVID since you left those messages. Um, Usually we do ASMR later yeah. in the show. <laughs> because uh, you, you sound a little... Sniffling. stuffy uh yeah a little stuffy so little i hope stuffy yeah and Thoughts andrea and o'donnell says to uh, invest in brick makers yes that's also a good one yes brick makers and soup cans campbell brick. soup for my family um so here's one here's the last one for the day from jim from james emory Hi, Spike and Guy on left. This is James M. Ray calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, attorney at law, anchor call-in call moment. God, I think Very I said close. that right. Anyway, I am calling about one of our kind who has been sadly neglected and ignored while we screech at each other. And his name is John McAfee. He has paid yes. more federal taxes than probably every single person on your friends list combined. <laughs> and even though he's probably not the perfect libertarian, he's mm -hmm. damn well good enough for me. And he's a lot of fun to drink with. So we should start organizing against the Spaniards to get them to release him from that fucking cage. Thank you very much. Have a great day. The Spaniards. The Spaniards. Yeah, John McAfee, he's a... Locked up in Spain for tax evasion here, right? Yeah, for tax evasion here. And so you guys want to talk about tyranny. Imagine if there were a country that had a law that said that if you want, if your country wants to participate in any kind of financial dealings in our country, all of your banks have to report anything from American citizens to 
our revenue agency, our, our, our IRS. And if we determine that anyone in your country of any citizenship commits any crime related to taxes, you have to hold them in a jail in your country until we decide what we want to do with them. Indefinitely, like uh, Gitmo style. Even if your country has very strict rules about uh, uh, um, uh, due process and how long someone can be held without a trial and, you know, habeas corpus laws and all that. No, you got to throw all that out the window and hold someone indefinitely for our laws. That's called FATCA, F-A-T-C-A, and it is a law in the books in the United States Code of Laws. It is a law that applies to other countries. It is a unilateral contract that no one else signed and that they have only it's unilateral in that we it's unilateral two ways. It's unilateral in that we or our government created this law without any input from any other country and they have to abide by it even though they didn't agree to it. And if they don't, they don't get to participate. They and neither they nor any of their citizens here or abroad get to or in their countries get to participate in any kind of financial dealings in the United States. Yep. And that's why John McAfee is in prison probably for the rest of his life, probably without trial or any kind of due process. So whatever you think of John McAfee, yes, FATCA, F-A-T-C-A, whatever you think of John McAfee, he is being held on the suspicion that he refused to be extorted for the rest of his life and probably will not get a chance to defend himself. And I get the people and they go, yeah, well, you know, he probably killed that person in uh, in Belize, Belize. Or, or yeah, Belize. OK, then he should do he should serve trial for that. He should go through due process for that. Or and he did all these really weird things that they said in that in that thing, Gringo, all that stuff. Well, if any of that was legal, some of it, most of it wasn't illegal, but I mean, it was kind of weird. But some of it was illegal then he should go to, they should, they should try him for that. He should get his day in court for that. Or, you know, hey, I don't like him. Okay, well, then you don't have to. But this it's is fun. someone who, and, and, and James made an excellent point. This is someone that has, has certainly paid more taxes than I ever have. Billions. <laughs> by, and by a wide margin. By a wide, I think it's safe to say that possibly every other libertarian member of the party combined well, no, because there's no, there's that one guy. But most, with with a few exceptions, uh, have not uh, have have have, have not paid anything combined. And 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 John McAfee, uh, John McAfee should. Um, I don't want to name people like, hey, you know who pays a lot of taxes. Um, but uh. <laughs> So yeah, free John McAfee. I actually, uh, I actually uh, uh, tweeted about that uh, a couple months back and and got a lot of uh, uh, pushback on it. Like, well, yeah, John did this. And John, okay, great. Take it up with the Sierra Club if he did that to the whale. But that has nothing to do with what he's in jail in Spain for. Okay, sue him with the the international law of the sea. I don't know what to tell you. And John makes a compelling point about the whales. I mean, if 
they can kill you at any moment. Yep. It, it, like, if, I don't. I don't. If, I, if they are if, getting you off of them, they don't mind you being there. <laughs> like if, if if or even no. It's a very uncomfortable conversation. I watched which it. we've had, it was a very which which we've had on this show. It's why why I was gifted a narwhal. Gonna have to go yeah. through the archives of the show for that one because I'm not. Yep, that's uh, we're not talking about them. Definitely not rehashing so, that. Uh, we have a fan who I won't name. Uh, I know he's not watching this episode, but we have a fan who is currently, <laughs> he started at episode one about two months ago. Oh my God. And he is going through in order because he has this sense of completion and he, he's going to listen to this in like four weeks when he finally catches up. Cause apparently all he does is listen to us. And he was asking me questions and I was like, I, man, I'm, that was oh about years. like episode 12 or something like that yeah i was like man that was so long ago i don't know what happened to that um <laughs> but wow. he's gonna hear that narwhal episode and he's gonna stop listening right gonna, i would i would i would stop listening after that because that was very uncomfortable um meg jones yes meg if anyone has a reason to be mad at John McAfee, it's me because he doesn't even know who I am. He thinks I'm some schmuck on a bus uh, that happened. Uh, that was a special episode of the Chris and Spikey show. We interviewed John <laughs> McAfee while I'm campaigning. I'm on the Jorgensen Cohen bus and I'm sitting there obviously on a campaign bus in the background. Right. And he's going, I don't know why anyone would want to run for office. What kind of idiot would do that in this climate? Just a shrine. I'm like, yeah. Ran for office multiple times in the Libertarian Party. It was the words of someone who lost, but whatever. And 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 he says, <laughs> "That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. He ran yeah. for office. I beat him. You did. He was running for the vice presidential nomination. How do you not know the person that beat you? And if it were anyone else, I would say." No way. You're just faking this. You know who I am. I beat you. Look at me. I beat you. No, I strongly believe John McAfee has no clue who I am, even though I have interviewed him multiple times on multiple shows. So we have. OK, so we have multiple, multiple people are saying they want to go back and listen from the beginning. Now, many of you may not know this because you're kind of new to this program. Um The, the beginning's rough to get through, uh, and there is a – I'm like the Jewish calendar is in I never stopped counting. And there is a uh, pre-spike and a – in the year of spike. And, and the year a of spike. spike. <laughs> yes. You got AS and PS, and then I'm the Jewish calendar where I just go through the entire thing. Um Wow. You may want to <laughs> kind of uh, you may just want to skip to like 72 or whatever your first one. Yeah. What was the first episode of me? Well, there was one that I guessed. Uh, so previously, um, the uh, Muddy Waters Media was started by uh, Matt and uh, and our and our friend Muhammad Shaker. Uh, and uh, I came on uh, to do my show. 
uh, my fellow Americans, uh, sometime, uh, well, July 4th was my first episode in 2018. Um, and yes. then uh, about three months later, uh, Muhammad decided to take a hiatus, like which four ended four hours up... long. So you got a treat waiting <laughs> for you there. Um, four hours about the uh, how the, the founders lied to you um, or how you were lied to about the founders because the founders didn't say anything to you. They, I watched they're dead. most of that. Yeah, that was uh, four hours. And then the next episode was four hours. And I thought, oh, I don't want to do this. So um, then they became three hours. They've sl- they've they've lessened in in size over time. I've learned how to be a little bit more choosy in my questions. Um, so we've uh, so then in October, no September or October of uh, of twenty eighteen, uh, I took over for Muhammad as the co-host. But what a year before that, I was a guest host uh, for a time that Muhammad wasn't able to make yeah, that it. Was in- uh in november yeah november of 2017 yeah 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 so this uh, is yeah so so yeah yeah no there i mean there's so if you go all the way back they're not bad episodes they just don't have me in it they have muhammad in it (laughs) they have mo in it right you'll also get episodes with uh former people who worked for us for a week and then got better jobs we try to tell, and this keeps happening. We keep this having people keep intern. We, in the, every time I put up, hey, who wants to help us? And when we, we have someone that helps us, and then they immediately get a good job, and it's like they do. Yeah, good our, for our you. First I'm, intern. I'm our, she wasn't really an intern. She was. I don't remember what we called her. Um, she was fantastic. Like she did so much work for us uh, to, for a wonderful price, um, free, and she went for to one week. Not even. <laughs> yeah, she was here for like one week, and then she got a job uh, making just really. I didn't blame her for leaving us since we weren't paying her. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I can do a rewarding career for good money, or I can do this. I guess it's rewarding. I feel fulfilled, but it's zero dollars. Uh, I mean, I'll tell. I'll say her name. Her name's uh, Taylor Hall. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what her name used to be. She got married. Uh, but yeah, she, she was wonderful. I said she's still a wonderful person. And I yeah, no, she's great. Yeah, we're not deeply. angry. Yeah, we're no, love her. glad that she no, got a good I'm job. Then, and then Zuri we had Davis. Zuri, Zuri Davis. We had Zuri, Zuri Davis. Davis for a little bit. And um, mm. she ended up getting a job with Reason, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then we took a hiatus on it for a while. Yeah. And then and we had Ryan Raymond and then he got a job and. Yeah, Ryan or a better job, or he or he actually just got a, I think, an increase in his responsibility at work, right? Which I presume came with more money as well. So hey, yeah. guys, if you are looking to help us and you have any kind of experience with you know working on WordPress and websites and things like that, and you want a very quick moving up the corporate ladder that has, in <laughs> theory, nothing to do with us, but just happens adjacent to us joe biden should include interning for us in his jobs plan yes oh wow and and that way like we could have a constant intern and it'd be like okay well yeah i'm glad you became a millionaire now here next um right so if anyone (laughs) oh if anyone yeah so nalik trump is saying if you want do you want uh anyone to to help 
if you'd like to help, if you have any experience with WordPress, we'd love to have you. And, you know, for however many days before so, you freaking become <laughs> the CEO no, of the is it Alaskan oil. I, I forget if it's, and I even asked her, it's either Nalik or Nalik. I think it's Nalik. She's an Eskimo. Right. So it's she, however you would right. say that. Uh, yeah, she's the Eskimo. But like an actual Eskimo. Don't get angry. Don't at me. Right. <laughs> Woke Twitter. Like literally, send, like she's a literal Eskimo. Now, like if uh, send, send a uh, PM, DM, slide, slide up into the DMs. Slide up uh, in my, our DMs. And my personal ones, uh, because I don't really check the Muddied Waters ones as much as I used to. Um, when Facebook doesn't work on your phone anymore, you kind of cut that out. Um so uh, slide up into my DMs and we can uh, talk about it if that is something you are interested. And if anybody out there listening in the muddied verse uh, who is just listening to us, uh, send a message to Muddied Waters on Facebook. I promise I'll check it eventually. Because even if we find someone to do it now, they're only going to be around for like a freaking like a week or so before they go off to like, like, Somebody become the like every single one of them gets a really, really, really good job or or, you know, wins the lottery or something like so, you know, it's if you want, that's that's uh, uh, we're being when will you live stream to Clubhouse? Well, now that it's on Android a lot sooner. um, I mean, can we? I don't know how to use Clubhouse. I I just opened an account. So, folks, I'm Spike Cohen on clubhouse and you can do whatever the hell you can with that. I don't know what that even, what, how that works. We're going to get right on that. I'm going to be clubhouse in any, any day now. Yeah. I didn't know if we, like, I, I knew that it just opened up to Android and I was like, Oh, that'd be cool to use. And I went, everything we do is computer based. I don't know. I don't I, know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I but do that'll be soon. Know. That will right. be soon. So that's my, coming down uh, the pipeline. So <laughs> let's talk about speaking of the pipeline. Hey, speaking of the pipeline, the colonial pipeline, Matt, which transports about 45% of the fuel consumed on the East Coast, including South Carolina, where everyone lost their damn minds. Uh, shut down over the weekend due to a ransomware attack, Matt. That's right. The attack uh, stunned, shocked, bewildered. Bewildered. Bewildered the Biden administration and the energy industry. Um, And we actually have footage from uh, Joe Biden giving his message to the hackers who committed the offense. And you ain't black. Wait, what do you say? And, and you, you ain't, ain't black. black. Oh, wow. And obviously, they thought that was a weird thing for him to say to hackers. Uh, to so they say they're not black, explain. yeah. Yeah, so they asked him to explain it a little bit more, and we have this clip as well. Not everybody in the community, in the Hispanic and the African-American community, particularly in uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts, know how to use, know how to get online. (sighs) 
you know, that that joke spent most of my time doing these notes yesterday. <laughs> no, I can tell because you actually Not everybody like, in, in the community actually held in Hispanic and African American. You actually put Biden responds to questions <laughs> that's different font, but it definitely, you know, I, I was, I had to do it. It's other good. Notes. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> So uh, President Biden and other administration officials on Monday highlighted the dominance of the private sector in owning and operated critical utilities, hinting at irritation around the government's lack of control, because that'll fix it. That'll definitely fix that'll it. That'll fix it. Let's go make it like the World Trade Center. We'll get into he more said, examples so later. Joe Biden said... And this he really said, this is not a joke. My administration is also committed to safeguarding our critical infrastructure, much of which is privately owned and managed like colonial. Private entities are making their own determinations on cybersecurity. Now, let's keep in mind, there has been one attack like this. One One, uh, the Deputy National Security Advisor Elizabeth Sherwood Randall told reporters at the White House on Monday, uh, this weekend's events put the spotlight on the fact that our nation's critical infrastructure is largely owned and operated by private sector companies. When those companies are attacked, they serve as the first line of defense, and we depend on the effectiveness of their defense. If somebody doesn't know where this is going, if anybody out there doesn't know where this is leading, hang in with us. We'll explain it later. Yeah. Um, Biden on Monday uh, stressed that his administration took the hack extremely seriously, noting that he had been receiving daily briefings on the situation. And could you imagine explaining ransomware hacks to Joe Biden? Yeah, I mean... Uh... So like no, if somebody oh trying to explain it to me, like, I'm like, how does that work? What? Okay. Why? And like, I still need like to be guided through that a little bit. I could yeah. not imagine. Joe well, Biden. I mean, whatever you explain to him, you'd have to say it again, 20 minutes later. <laughs> so there's that as well. Now, Biden and uh, Sherwood Randall, uh, they're putting a lot of blame on private industry and their lack of security and what will almost assuredly lead to calls for nationalization of the industry, which is really what they've been pushing for for years. Right. All these subsidies, all these attacks on nuclear, all these attacks on actual other alternative forms of energy and giving every, getting everyone all hobby horsed into solar and wind, which are nowhere near being able to, to power our grid, which means it just leaves oil. Uh, we do have a response from Joe Biden. Uh, regarding uh, the possibility of uh, of nationalizing uh, the auto, the uh, the oil and gas industry, and I had a nurse at at uh, nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would bend down and whisper in my ear, wow. and go home and get me pillows. They would make sure they'd I'll actually talk. probably nothing ever taught in uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me I'll move talk. to get get me moving. So the way that I see this is that much like whenever there is a uh, 
mass shooting or any sort of yep. gun violence. Uh, School shooting. Yep. Yep. So, uh, gun violence is an epidemic. Um, but they're going to use this to springboard to push for greater government control on security of corporations and uh, yep. potentially ownership of industries, um, just like they do with guns. And that is, like Spike said earlier, what they have been pushing for this entire time. Yep. These uh, sort of things are 100% what they are going to be going for and what they're going to use in order to try to go in order to try to move that narrative forward is they're going to be using the everything is infrastructure narrative that they've already been pushing with oh, you the can, new infrastructure bill. You can already see the tweets. I'm oh. sure I can already see them in my head. Securing our oil infrastructure, oil pipelines is infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Like it's right yeah, in there exactly. and the sheep will run with it in both parties. Josh Hawley today was saying, this is the perfect example. We have to do this. We have to deal with this or it's just going to, this is our jugular and we've got to protect our jugular. They're going to push so hard for either at nationalization of the industries or just outright control of their security apparatus, which... Oh, I'm sure that'll make it better. In fact, uh, let's see. What's this chick's name? Ann Newberger says, uh, we want to see ransomware not be successful. And that begins with greater resilience, particularly in critical infrastructure networks. That is Biden's deputy national security advisor for cyber and emerging technology told reporters. Now, Matt, it's a really good thing that the federal government hasn't dealt with any hacks that people could use against them, right? Right. I mean, luckily that has never... Wait. There was that one last year that joe biden recently uh put sanctions on russia for doing uh the solar winds hack uh that successfully breached nine federal agencies for almost a year a going year. through the going through the microsoft system and their exchange email a year a this year. thing happened for a couple days once so they're going to push for agency control of this when they screwed up for over a year or almost a year, multiple agencies. Right. They are going to continue to say the federal government needs to be in charge and they're going to start out with the security and they're going to say that's part of the infrastructure. And then they're eventually going to say that the pipelines are infrastructure. So it should just be owned by the federal government and they are going to try to nationalize the oil and complete energy industry. And if I could come up with an example of where that didn't work real great, Venezuela. Mexico. Let's talk about Mexico. Mexico had their energy prices go up and their security issues go up when they took over uh, the uh, there were three main energy companies and they were uh, consolidated and nationalized into Pemico, I think it's called. And everything got worse there for everyone because the federal government's a really bad way of doing things and really anything, but especially this kind of stuff. That's not what they're for. And they're not good at it. They're not good at anything else either. But this is, you know, and people will say, well, but security is what the federal government's supposed to do. No, no, that's actually not what the Constitution says. The Constitution doesn't say the federal government is to provide security for private interests or take over industries. It doesn't say any of that um, right. at all. 
Um, and this is not a good use of the government because they're not good at security, especially cybersecurity. They're actually uniquely terrible at it considering how big of an organization they are. They're worse than any other large organization at this because they're so old and, and decrepit and don't have to provide value and don't have to keep up with the times and can force everyone uh, to do things against their will, even if it's stupid. Uh, but that doesn't work with hackers because hackers do what they want. Um, this is a really, really, really bad idea. Um, uh, Kenneth Ebel says, are you suggesting that the government is corrupt? Far be it for me to ever suggest anything like that. Uh, but, uh, it's, yeah, Pemex, that's what it, that's what it's called. Um, the, uh, this is a big, big, big problem. Um, putting aside the fact that if you want, yeah, if you thought that oil prices weren't going up enough already, let's nationalize them. Uh, but if you if this becomes the new narrative and we're seeing it across the board that private companies can't possibly secure themselves, we need an organization that routinely gets hacked all the time to be in charge of it because they're the government. So we have to assume they're better at it. Right. Since we don't rec- we recognize they're not good at anything. Clearly, they'll be good at this. This, by the way, is the is the cognitive dissonance with the American voter. So if you sit down with the American voter and ask how the government's doing with schools, they'll go, ah, government sucks at schools. They're doing, they're screwing this up. They're screwing that up. They're, you know, uh, these test standards and the kids are getting dumber and dumber and, uh, you know, all this stuff. And then if you ask them, well, how do you think the government's doing with health care? Oh, the government's ruining health care. The cost of health care is going through the roof. I can't even afford health care. How do you think government's going with Social Security? I haven't had an increase in my Social Security in three years. There's a what a uh, absolute Ponzi scheme of a plan. But well, what do you think about uh, the security thing? Well, the problem is that uh, the government should be doing it because these private industries can't possibly yep. do it themselves. Yep, exactly. It 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 is, it is absolutely mind-boggling to me how many people will. One one you forgot that I thought you were going to hit was the VA. How's the government? Oh, the VA. the VA. Yep. Yep. Right. That that one I thought you were going to hit, like, because that was the one I had in my brain when I was writing this out and thinking about things to talk about. I was like, people will say that they do a terrible job at the VA, and like, but they'll say that the government needs to be in charge of healthcare, and they're going to say that they need to be in charge of uh, the security of private industry. And yep. no, they don't. Because they don't do anything right unless their job is to mess everything up, in which case they do it all correctly. What about so uh, and uh, Matt Ferraro brought up the fact that they had uh, the the one of the organizations that was hacked has uh, they lost uh, eight nukes. Nuclear weapons. They lost nuclear weapons. Hey, where'd my nuclear weapons go? Eight of them. This is the organization that's going to protect you. The We Lost Eight Nuclear Weapons organization. Whatever you think about what's happening on the border... You know, we were talking to, um, to to Chris earlier, whether you are in favor of more immigration or less immigration or streamlining the current system or open borders or closed borders, whatever you want. We all kind of universally recognize that the crisis on the border is an absolute mess and the government has completely screwed it up. Right. Pretty much whichever side you are on this. Clearly, they should be in charge of every single company's private security, c- cybersecurity. That will definitely 
No way that could end in an absolute clusterfuck where they have uh, run up billions of dollars, things get worse, then they blame it on the fact that they don't get enough money because we haven't heard that from government before, right? Oh, the problems, we have, it's not us, it's that we haven't gotten enough funding for our critical infrastructure. And so they get more money and it doesn't fix it. Uh, I hope Vermin has the nukes, honestly. Right. I hope he does. I read earlier today and I'm going to, preface this with saying i did not fact check this because i did not have time which is why we didn't actually talk about it in the show but the pentagon recently lost 21 trillion dollars and i was like that seems high yep and you know that's how much are we in debt 32 trillion i think yep i'm not even 100 sure what it is anymore um so i feel as though I kind of feel as though uh, the debt is their fault and they shouldn't be asking us to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree with that. So um, there's another topic. We're not going to get into it uh, too deeply, but just to give an idea of what happens when you put the government from in last of week something. Yeah. That I didn't delete. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to bring it up. Just ice. The organization that, uh, and you guys can look this up after the show's over um, because we didn't put it in the show. We didn't want it to go too long. But ICE made a fake university to scam people out of money. And it was targeted to people who was, well, they were here illegally. But it also scammed some people who weren't here illegally, who thought that it was actually a good, legitimate university. Those people got their money back, though. Oh, well, that's okay. Well, at least they got their money back. Right. Yeah. That's what, like, so when the pe- when, when the people that were here illegally, the, they applied for this university that ICE created um, and they got accepted. They sent their money and that was how they got found. And then they got arrested and then they were sent back and they did not get a refund on that money. Yeah. Which is, by the way, that's fraud. Um, and it's still illegal, even if the people are here illegally. If you defraud someone who's here illegally, you're going to get in trouble for it if it gets reported and they have evidence of it. So for all the people that are saying, well, blah, 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 they weren't here illegally, it doesn't matter uh, if you say, oh, they need to follow the law. ICE broke the law. Right. It's illegal yes, to this, defraud people. Somebody actually brought this up in the comments. Uh, yes, this happened back in March. It was March 26 is when this mm-hmm. came out. Yep, um, yep, yep. yep. This was part of a larger refugee thing we were going to do last week. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but Biden, the reason we were going to bring it up last week is because Biden defended ICE in this instance. Yeah. And other things that he did in his first 100 days before he increased the number of refugees that were allowed into 62,500 uh, was he broke a campaign promise to halt the confiscation of private property for border, border wall construction, which he did. Yes. He made certain parts of the asylum system even more restrictive than his predecessor. Yep, did that. And defended ICE immigrations, uh, defended ICE in court after the agency erected a fake university, defrauded immigrants out of the tuition money and deported them without refunds. This man does not actually care about immigrants and does not care about refugees. Yes, he is increasing the number, but that is to placate his voters. It is not in any way, shape, or form because he cares about the refugees and the immigrants that are coming in from other nations. He is doing this only because when he didn't do it, he got hit so hard on social media and he had to do something. He said, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. My vice 
president who is in charge of the border crisis, who hasn't gone down there since she has been put in charge of it, uh, isn't doing anything. I need to do something. Let's increase the number of people that are allowed in. They are still going to have to go to those camps. They're still going to have to go to the, I don't remember what they're calling them now because they've changed the names on them so many times. Shelters. Uh, They're shelters that you have to go to and they look a lot like camps, but they are in fact now shelters. They're the exact same buildings that Trump used and they have even more people in them now and an even larger proportion of children, but they're shelters now. Right. Also, he didn't increase the number of people that are coming here. He just increased the cap. But he also made the actual asylum process more restrictive. So in theory, there might even be less people who are able to be allowed in. And again, they were all in camps in the meantime. And he defended not just does he not care about immigrants or refugees or, or asylum seekers. He doesn't care about the law because ICE made a fake university to scam people and took their money, never gave it back. And he defended that. He defended it. And he wrote all the the laws that have led to the border crisis. He was one of the co-writers of those laws. That's your president. That is your president. And yes, That's I know many of you did not vote for him. Oh, I do have the link in there. I don't believe I have the link in there still. Here, I'm going to put the link into the comments. Nope. Maybe. I don't know if that's going to work. Hold on. I'm I'm not trying I'm trying to do this on something that Here, doesn't... here, hold on. I can I can do it. Hold on. Okay, cool. Here's the link. That's that's President Biden go. right there. Yep. That's President Biden defending that. Um so if you can Folks. hack a pipeline, you can hack an election. That's like dodgeball. You so, can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. So I, tomorrow, on my show, the, well, actually, since we're name dropping, uh, tomorrow I will be on Kennedy at 8. Uh, so we're starting at 8. Um, and I don't know what we're talking about yet. I think I'm, I'm on a panel again, but I will be on Kennedy tomorrow starting at 8. Uh, And then immediately after Kennedy, join me at 9 o'clock right here on the, uh, what is this show called? On My Fellow Americans. Uh, My guest will be Courtney Cahill. She is a professor of law. I've had a lot of law professors recently. You have had a lot Um, of law professors. I'm I'm very mainstream now. I've got law professors on my show. Uh, But she is a law professor at the, uh, it's not here. Um, she's, uh, it's in Florida. It's in Tallahassee, whatever the school of law there is is in Tallahassee, Florida. And, uh, we're going to be talking about some of these, uh, 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 trans sports bills that are being passed, uh, and trans healthcare bills that are being passed. Um, the supporters are saying that they're protecting women and children. The detractors are saying that they're discriminating against trans people and that the definitions they're using are on very, very shaky ground. So they'll probably end up getting thrown out anyway. That part's probably true, whether you support it or not. Uh, but we're going to be talking about uh, these trans bills, why they're happening now, uh, what's going to happen as a result of it, uh, what should the libertarian position be on it? Because there's a lot of disagreement among libertarians on, uh, on whether these bills are good or bad. Uh, so we're going to have Courtney, uh, Professor Cahill, on to talk about that. And then uh, who is your guest on Writer's Block, Matt? You know, 
you are not going to believe who my guest is or isn't. Um, so you're going to have to tune in on Thursday. And if I am live, I have a guest that you are going to. A guest. I believe it. And I'm so excited about it. Uh, I will be on my way to California for the Libertarian Party of California convention. Uh, I will be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Uh, so come on out and meet me. Uh, if you go to, what is their website? LPCalifornia.org. Uh, you can sign up today, uh, to uh, tonight, to be a part of that convention. I'd love to meet you out there. Uh, I'm going to be opening the proceedings. I'm also doing a speech. I'm doing all sorts of stuff. I pretty much just float around the whole time. Even if I'm not giving a speech, I'm walking around talking with people, uh, being a part of the workshops. And I make myself very present at these things because people paid good money to come out and uh, see me and be a part of everything that we're doing. So go to lpcalifornia.org and uh, find out how you can register. And I'd love to see you there this weekend. Uh, and then join us right back here next Tuesday, same muddy place, same muddy time for the next fantastic episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the sweet little 2020 Wonder Boys we are. Our guest is Brody Anderson, who was just elected to a six-year term at the River Valley District Library Board of Trustees. Six-year term for that board. You know what they say, once you are in the River Valley Board of Library Trustees, you never leave. It's my favorite political saying. And if you are uh, going to be donating to the Libertarian Party of California's convention, uh, I think it's just 10 bucks and you get to pick Spike's name on his badge. Everybody vote for hashtag guy on left's friend. Yes, that's in there too. If you go to lpcalifornia.org and go to their event page, they have a link where you can decide what my name tag says. Hashtag right now, guy on left's friend. Right now, uh, lover protector of unloved animals is the leader. You can change that if you want to. <laughs> By going to lpcalifornia.org. So Matt, if uh, friend. Hashtag I and left friend. So Matt, if uh uh if you are um, if you are looking to uh, be a part of the Muddy Waters experience uh, and to experience us on the internet, uh, how uh, can outside someone outside of that? how Is you're doing it problem? right now? Yes, outside of this, yes. Outside of how you are listening to us or watching us at this very moment, yes, uh, yes you can. As a matter of fact, you can uh, head on over if you're one of those old school people who uh, just really enjoy the sounds of our, the dulcet, tepid, sultry, tepid. Se tepid, sultry sounds of our voices. You can just head on over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Yes, yes. There you go. There you go. You need to have the mic in this. There you go. This is anchor.fm slash waters. I thought it was further up. And you can leave us messages that we will play live on the air. Hey, we love you. Give us We do. We love all of you. We love all of you equally. Just some of you are more equal than others. The more money you give us, the more... The level of love we have you is for you is directly proportionate to the amount of money you give us. Yes. You can also 
Yeah, donate money and leave messages and we'll play them live on the air. And you can also favorite us and you can share directly. Oh gosh, can you favorite us now? Favorite us on Anchor. You can favorite us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters. And you can share to all of your friends on Twitter, Facebook, or other social media sites. Whatever. You can text them with the information or you can email them too. Yes. You can absolutely do all of that. Or you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Well, that settles it. That's where I'm going immediately after this. So, folks, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we will see you here tomorrow for uh, right after Kennedy uh, for My Fellow Americans. We will probably see you on Thursday for the writer's block. Uh, I will hopefully see you this weekend at the Libertarian Party of California convention. And then we will see you right back here next week for the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We love you. And wait. And where we're going... We don't need roads.